encourage every single person listening to this to call your actual shot. Let people know what you're working on. Like I let people around me know that I was working on money mindset, right? Because it was important to me to get accountability. But even for people that have an idea or something that they want to do, how can you call your shot? Because you have no idea who you're connected with that could help support you in making that dream a reality that would love to help you if they knew that was something that you wanted to do. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. Let's talk transitions because we have gone through quite a few of them <laughs> here at She Shines uh, and we've had many a coaching call helping a member of our community navigate a transition in her own life, whether mm-hmm. it is figuring out how to start a business in addition to juggling your full-time job. Maybe it's transitioning to full-time entrepreneur from your corporate job. You're navigating new life circumstances. You're growing a network in a new city after a move. I mean, Mm. we literally have been through all of those. I was going to say. (laughs) As well as our clients. So, I mean, we're we're speaking from experience for real here. And uh, we love having those conversations. Um, Like I said, because between the two of us, we have been through all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's that's also why we loved this conversation with Keisha Fitzgerald. She is the founder and CEO of the She Goes Company. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, speaker, and top-rated podcast host of the Empower Her podcast. And this girl, let me tell you, this lady is on a mission (laughs) to help women unapologetically share their voice and message with the world. Oh my goodness, we are so here for it. And as you'll hear in this episode, Keisha brings the saucy side to our little salty sweet combo we got going on at She Shines. And (laughs) she is just so much in alignment with what we share about on this podcast already, what we share in our everyday messaging. We Mm -hmm. know you are going to love her. So get ready for some actionable advice on how to build more self-confidence, preparing yourself for that transition from full-time job to full-time entrepreneur entrepreneur, important mindset shifts that you really need to make through these transitions, and so, so much more. Mm -hmm. And we know you're going to love this conversation just as much as we did. So let us know your favorite takeaway by sliding into our DMs over at SheXShines. All right. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. All right. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are so pumped to be joined today by Keisha Fitzgerald. Keisha, say hello and tell everyone where you're from and what you do. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so much fun. So yeah, I'm Keisha. I'm originally from the greater Seattle area, and now I currently live in Austin, Texas. I'm a podcaster, a speaker, and I have a company called She Goes, which helps support women that are in their first like building block stages of building their business from like their first zero to hundred K. We help podcasters launch and grow their shows 
And I just help like women just step into what they feel called to do. And I love what you guys are about. So I feel so aligned to get to chat with you about all the things. Yes. We're so excited. And I love that you have your, she, you guys can see, but behind Keisha, it says she goes with a beautiful sign and we have the, she shines and we just love so the connection. Much. And yeah, we just had to be friends. Like it just felt <laughs> yeah. right. So, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be meant to be. Um, so could you walk us through a little bit of your background and yeah. tell us what made you take this giant leap into entrepreneurship and kind of yeah. this evolution that you've experienced since? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like a lot of people can connect with how I started, which is I did the thing that I thought that I was supposed to do because we know that we're often like a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group. So all my girlfriends in college, like we went to college and then we graduated and we're like, we're going to just get the job and we're going to do the thing and Mm -hmm. work our way up the corporate ladder. And for me, I always had this like very visceral gut feeling that I was doing the wrong thing of like, I was on the wrong path, but on paper, it all made sense, right? Like I had a really good career trajectory. I actually had great managers. Um, it, it just all seemed like it was working out and I was checking all the boxes, but I was like, something still feels like it's off. Like there's more for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean more as in like being an entrepreneur is more than working in the corporate world, but I mean more like in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt really confused because I'm like, what's the thing, right? Like so often we're like, what is the thing that I need to do? Like, why am I so uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And I tried to shove down that discomfort feeling thinking that maybe it was like, I I could shove it down and it would go away. And then I could just feel quote unquote normal, but, um, the shoving down thing didn't work. Cause it's kind of like whack-a-mole. You like shove it down. It's like, "Ah, (laughs) Uh, so, um, for me, I decided that cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. I would focus first on building more confidence in who I was as a person. I was working as a project Mm -hmm. manager at an IT company in downtown Seattle. I was overseeing a team of software engineers. I was in a job that I wasn't actually really like qualified to be in, Mm -hmm. um, but I was really trying to qualify myself in the process, which Mm -hmm. I still Mm -hmm. believe in. But I also had this other aspect of me that like Brene Brown would say, I was like hustling for my worthiness. I was Mm -hmm. really just like like over, like trying to do all the things, um, working crazy hours. So I decided if I'll focus on building confidence in myself first, that could be the solution, which led me down this path of actually getting into network marketing, building a business in the health and fitness space, Yes, took a lot of twists and turns from that built up a seven figure business, doing that got a lot of opportunities to speak that income surpassed my corporate income, which my now fiance and I moved from Seattle where I was working at that job to New York city for him to go to dental school at NYU. And, um, that little, that little side business that was supposed to be just like a confidence builder for me (laughs) turned into something that really took off. And, um, then I left the corporate world. My last job was at Google in corporate recruiting in it in April of 2015. And Mm -hmm. that really took me down this path of again, then having this gut feeling that came up again, that was like, ah, like, I don't know if this is actually aligned for me, but on paper, Mm -hmm. it all makes sense. Right. I'm making great Mm -hmm. income. I've got great opportunity. I've got all the things, but like, the question of what's, what's wrong with me? Like, why, why can't I figure this out? Right. Which I think a lot of people can connect with that feeling Mm -hmm. of like, why does it come up? And now I see it as such a gift because it had me go down this path. We moved from New York to San Diego, 
my fiance got a job at a dental clinic, his first job. And I had the opportunity and flexibility to move wherever. And I started my podcast with the pursuit of having like a come with me, let's figure this out together type of Mm. podcast, rather Mm. than like a look at me, I've got this all figured out because I did not know what the hell (laughs) I was doing. Right. Like as we all do, right. Some of us just aren't brave enough to talk about it, but like, Mm. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing guys. Like come with me. Um, that podcast community grew and it then turned into the company. She goes that I launched in 2020, which was supposed to be in a a live events company. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Lots of pivots. I built up a massive membership community, a podcast course, all the things that have kind of evolved from there, but it's really been when this discomfort comes up of needing to make a change, instead of squishing it down, I'm saying like, Hmm, can I explore this? Can I get more curious about this? Like, what Mm -hmm. could this mean? Mm -hmm. Um, what would be the first best step to take to honor this feeling? And that's kind of how I've built my entire career. (laughs) Oh my goodness. There's so many things. I know (laughs) Alex and I were like, she's like our, our third she, like, like this is she, she goes she shines I'm like is this it just my it story? all makes this sense sounds ex- I don't know like I don't understand I don't think you realize how similar your story is to both Anna Laura and yeah. I um and probably so many of our listeners and we know so yeah. many of our, our coaching clients but like same thing like in the career in the yeah. traditional I'm doing yeah. it it's happening it yeah. all looks good but it doesn't feel good <laughs> what's yeah, next you know and Anna Laura transitioned into fitness and I was still figuring my way out through the yeah. speech world but we both ended up in network marketing as well in the fitness yeah. world um yeah. and it's kind of what led us to where we are now but yeah I love how you said like what would what would just be the next best step Mm -hmm. to honor this feeling. Not what's not, what's the right step. What step is going to get me to six figures? What step is going to help me leave my job? It's just, what is this next best step to honor this feeling? And I I think that's such a a beautiful way of of putting that. It's simple, right? Because like, I think so often we go to this big, like macro vision, which is important to understand like why and where you want to go. But like the direction is actually a lot more important than the speed. It's Mm -hmm. getting that instant hit of like taking one step and knowing that that's going to give you more clarity of either. I like this thing Mm -hmm. and I want to keep going this direction, or I don't like this thing. And then that's process of elimination. And a lot Mm -hmm. of us don't give ourselves the permission to just like try things even on the side or to understand that, like, I mean, you guys can connect with this and a lot of the listeners will, it's actually kind of difficult when things are really good and you want great versus if your back is against the wall and you're forced to make a change. I'm so inspired by those stories, but that actually wasn't my story. Like things Mm -hmm. were actually really good, which made me question what was wrong with me. Cause I was Mm -hmm. like, so many people would like, look at, I'm working at Google and I'm making six figures and I've got this really cool opportunity. Like what, like, why am I not happy with this? Right. But it's because it wasn't aligned and it's honoring that like every single one of us as humans have this unique vision. And I just think we're like gifted that vision and we're also gifted the ability to figure it out, but we can't get caught up in the how we've got to get the action going so we can get more clarity and then in turn realign as we go. Right. Absolutely. That action absolutely breeds clarity. And, and sometimes it is so hard to Cause we're so focused. We don't want to, we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to fail. We don't want to all these things. And so we're very hesitant to take that next step. Yeah. I know for me, I, I was just like at my end, it just felt like a grind, like with 
network marketing. I was like, it just felt like a grind. And you're talking about alignment. And I know hustle culture, they're talking about the grind, the grind, the grind. The grind isn't good. (laughs) The grind, when when a gear grinds, it's not a good thing. Like gears need to be in alignment to really go and move. And so I love that, that idea of taking, you know, the direction is more important than the speed. Like yeah, just taking a small step, even if it's trying something out on the side and process of elimination, like you said, yeah. that's beautifully said. Well, and I don't know if you guys feel this way too, but like the, it's like that foundation of confidence, right? Where like mm. every single time, like I think of confidence, like it's like a bucket um, where every single time that you keep a promise to yourself or you do the thing that you said that you're going to do after the feeling that you said it and it is gone, it's like you're putting a little deposit into your bucket. Mm-hmm. So it's like plop, 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 your bucket's filling <laughs> up. So when, you know, Sally Sue 293 on Instagram doesn't like your business or your aunt thinks your idea is stupid mm-hmm. or your sister's like, I don't support you. It feels like someone like smacked the side of your bucket. <laughs> so like some sloshes out, right? Cause we're humans. Mm-hmm. We're not robots. Like we're designed <laughs> to want to connect, but it doesn't feel like you're totally depleted. And mm-hmm. I think it's like why I like the idea of just like one small step is because it's literally like one deposit and it's like, Ooh, okay. I can do that. Now, what can mm-hmm. I do next? Right. Versus like, how do I fill the entire bucket? Like that feels so overwhelming. I want to take mm-hmm. a fork and shove it in my eyeball. Cause I'm like overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. All these visuals. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. Oh, you're so, you're so right though. It, it, it can be so overwhelming when you try to look at it as like filling your entire bucket in one setting, rather than just like making those little, like keeping those promises and building those you know, little tiny wins, little yeah. tiny wins and celebrating all of those. Do you have any other tips? Cause I know like for you building up your own confidence was such a big part of, you know, taking this initial step. Yeah. Do you have any other tips there for other entrepreneurs who, you know, are, are maybe struggling with that confidence piece, yeah. like especially early on, or maybe you're midway through, maybe things aren't feeling totally in alignment. And you're like, things are okay. Like you yep. said, but they're yeah. not great. Yeah. How do we build that, uh, that confidence? I think it's two parts. There's like a tactical part. And then I feel like there's a mindset part with it. And for me, I like the combining both of them from a tactical perspective. It's like, if you actually were to think about confidence as the foundation of everything, it's actually looking at your day and saying, am I starting every single day? And so often as women, we do this, where we start the day with a to-do list that literally Beyonce and her entire team couldn't accomplish in one day. (laughs) And then every day we go to bed and we feel like we're failing because we're not, we don't feel like we're making progress Mm because we feel like there's so much left that we have to do. So it's like starting first with like, let's just like look at all of your business to-dos. Not all of this stuff has to get done on the same day. It's pick like, what are the top three things that are going to move the needle forward? That's like your cake and everything else is sprinkles on top. Like, let's just find those tiny little manageable things that you can do. And even like on a, like things that aren't even related to your business still help you build confidence. Like how much, I mean, for you guys, like in the fitness background, right? Like, can you just commit to a certain amount of water that you're going to drink each day? It sounds so simple, but again, it's another one of those things where I kept this promise to myself so I can start to build up confidence. So it's those tactical, tiny little things of even just how you manage your own like inventory of the day. But then it's the perception of often we're lacking confidence and we feel like imposters because we're, we're faking it. Right. Mm -hmm. So how could you instead be more transparent? Right. It takes a lot of energy to human, right? Some of some people listening in are growing humans. Like Mm -hmm. you're growing humans. Like it's just like, you know, we're doing those things. Right. Um, that takes so much energy to just be a human. It takes so much more energy to fake it. 
So this idea of quote unquote, fake it till you make it. And like all of this stuff, it's like, it. let's make it simpler. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I'm not going to try and pretend like I have it all figured out. I'm not going to try and pretend like everything is this like carefully curated content on social media because people don't connect with it. We actually connect with humans. Like we connect with realness. And I think so often we've, a lot of us struggle with these like perfectionist tendencies where we want to wait for this thing to be so perfect. We want to act as if like we're CEOs of our business, we're serious business owners and that's important, but really what's really going to connect with the person that you're most excited to serve is transparency. It's like, Hey, I may be a couple steps ahead of you. Take my hand, come with me. Let's figure this out together. Rather than trying to position yourself. Like I'm the one with all the answers. Now let me tell you all of the answers. Cause then we struggle mm. with all this energy output to try and maintain this image when it really actually doesn't even connect with people. So for someone that's feeling stuck right now, I would, I would challenge you to say like, who is it that you actually want to serve? What are the emotions that are coming up for that person right now? And how can you speak to those emotions and pain points and pull the curtain back a little bit and show a little bit of the behind the scenes of how you're too navigating those emotions, even if you're a little further along on the journey, I think that's a really powerful tool that we, we don't do as entrepreneurs because we're trying to act as if, and I think that can actually damage us. And, you know, I think my podcast got a lot of traction straight out the gates because I was really transparent about like, this is who I'm asking to be on my show. I'm sweating and we were like, come with me. Let's just like talk about it and really more like behind the scenes. So it creates the other piece that comes in in business that we underestimate the power of is creating rootability, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, gosh, I want to root for this person because she's just so honest. I hope she sees success. Like, how can I support her? How can I? And we all have that opportunity if we just give ourselves a little bit more grace and just be a little more human, right? Like you're going to mess things up Like welcome to the club. It's called being human. There's 7 billion of us. And I think sometimes it just like, it feels more flow, um, which then people are attracted to that energy because it just feels honest. And that's what we really crave now more than ever is that real human connection rather than someone who is pretending like they've got it all figured out. Like, we know you don't, we know you're lying girl. (laughs) Right. So that's helpful for me is like tactical and mindset, um, combined. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a amazing little confidence cocktail there that you've made. Um, and, and so important. And it really ties to when we always tell our clients and our community when they're feeling stuck. And I think I'm glad that you said this because I think it doesn't just apply to content and applies to how you approach your business is that document, not create, yeah. right? Because creating takes, like you said, it's so much energy to have to put all of this effort behind some sort of idea that's out of reach versus talking about where you are right now and what you're experiencing right now. And like you said, how you can help someone who's like maybe just a few steps behind you. And I think we forget that even the, even those few steps still positions us as the expert at that time in that subject, because you're, you're ahead of that other person, just like someone else is ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, one of my favorite things about this podcast is getting to talk to all of these amazing badass women like yourself and hear this, these common trends, the same trends Mm -hmm. that we multi-passionates experience, but all the different angles that it comes from and and you combining this like mindset 
tactical confidence um, cocktail here. I'm calling this a confidence cocktail. Um, <laughs> it. <laughs> it's it's wonderful, and we haven't heard it in this this specific way before. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. Let's get into. I mean, we've already touched on mindset, but yeah. We really want to dive into the bread and butter of this episode is these mindset shifts and how to really find alignment through transitions in your business. Um, So you mentioned transitioning from your Google, like doing it big, things are good, right? But not great. Um, So how did you kind of prep yourself though, from that transition from working corporate to going full-time? Like, did you feel like there were any skills that you took with you from the corporate world to entrepreneurship that helped? Like what, what was that process like for you? Yeah. I think it's really powerful because whatever you look for, you're going to find. Right. So like, Mm. I'm really good at asking myself questions that are going to give me really good answers that are conducive to where I want to go. Right. So like kind of looking at life through this lens of like, everything is working for you. If you're looking for that reason. Right. So when I think back to even like Google days and working in the corporate world of how much I had to manage all of these moving parts at one time, what happened to me when I got into entrepreneurship and full-time entrepreneurship is now all of a sudden I had a lot more space in my day, which would think like one would think that you would be more productive with that amount of space. (laughs) What happened for me straight out the gates is all of a sudden things that used to take me 20 minutes to do. Now also I would call my grandma and then I'd go get a coffee and then I'd, I'd sit down and then I'd like, you know, like things started to just take so much time. So it's almost like reminding ourselves, like from a tactical perspective, it's like, however much time you give something is how much time it's going to take. Like Mm. trying to even like gamify things in my business is a really powerful way that I actually approach my to-do list to make it more fun and more fulfilling. For example, set a timer on your phone. How quickly could you write that email? Because it's actually going to be, it's going to hit more, more home with people if it feels more real and less calculated in general. Anyway, same with the caption, same with the thing, like the things that we do in business that we just like elongate these tasks you do it. I mean, I do it at least with even like loading, um, unloading the dishwasher. I'm like, Oh, this is going to take me so long. And I think about how long it's going to take me to do that thing, but I could have literally already done it. Right. Like of how long that we took thinking about it. So it's like, I challenge myself to really like gamify things on a, like of tactical, giving myself like less time to actually do things. So that's Mm -hmm. like a tactical thing of it. Also understanding that transitioning, um, in anything, is a change and change also means loss, which means grieving what you once knew. Right. And as humans, as humans, like we're wired for certainty, we're not wired for the unknown. And how often do we stay in things that we know don't serve us because it's familiar because we have the similar thought patterns and the habits and the behaviors that we have over and over again, that we, they're just so comforting to us versus moving into the unknown and not knowing what habits and behaviors or outcomes could come, even if we know that it could be better. So I think it's like anyone that's in a transition season of like from corporate to their full-time, you know, entrepreneurship, or even just changing your career path within your business or starting a side hustler or whatever, whatever it looks like for you. It's identifying that you're doing something new, which means you're already grieving the loss of the familiar. So there's grief that comes with that, right? Which is normal. That doesn't mean it's an indication that you shouldn't be for move forward. It's just an indication that like you're experiencing a very human emotion. Simultaneously, when you do something for the first time, you're going to suck at it. Mm-hmm. nobody gets to skip that stage, right? Like you guys yes. can think about it with your first podcast. I remember my first podcast. I was like, I didn't even know that sweat 
could come out of this part of my yes. body. Yes. <laughs> Facts. Right? Like, you're just Why like, are you so sweaty? Literally how, right? And it's so like, sweaty. nobody gets to skip that stage. But, <laughs> and I, I think what's really powerful too, and something that I struggled with in entrepreneurship um, is when I saw success in something previously and I moved into something new, Yes, some of the skills were transferable, but I hadn't yet adopted the identity or the mindset of doing the new thing yet. And mm-hmm. I found myself that I knew not to compare myself to other people, right? As humans, we, we do that. That's a natural thing that we do. But I knew that that wasn't going to serve me to compare other, to other people. But I was struggling with comparing myself to a prior version of myself yeah in a different season or circumstance, right? Like when I was at Google and I knew what to do, I forgot. It's almost like I forgot that I, I sucked at the beginning and then I put my reps in and got better. But when I moved over into this new thing, like podcasting, for example, I'm like, of course, I'm not going to be that good at it when I first start. (laughs) Why am I comparing myself to like something that I had a lot of time to build those skills at? So I think for me, it's always been like, how can I give myself like little wins to kind of gamify entrepreneurship, like little things that are like dorky, right? Like setting alarms on my phone of like, how quickly can mm-hmm. I do this? Can I do this in this time frame, Right. <laughs> and then, but then also simultaneously saying, Hey, you're an entrepreneur, but first you're a human, which means mm-hmm. this is new and nobody likes to suck at something. I don't care how much you're excited about it. It still is really hard when it's a new skill set that you're trying to develop when it's new habits that you have to identify. Um, so what helps support me in those seasons is remembering that it's normal. Um, and then number two is kind of really just like thinking from the perspective of how would a person who's accomplished the thing that I want to accomplish, how would she think? What habits would she have? How would she approach this problem? What questions would she be asking herself? It's almost mm-hmm. like a me one year from now. What are the things that I'm going to be doing? And then asking myself, how can I just make tiny little steps towards that direction until I become her, right? Cause I'm not mm-hmm. qualified yet. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need to be, and nobody does. We're qualifying ourselves in the process. Right. So that was a long, really <laughs> like crazy wrapped up answer, but I just think it's like, so it's tactical and it's mindset always. And it's Again. like, just being supportive, you know? Yeah, no, these, these are so good. Yeah. I mean, you just touch on so many things there that I think are often overlooked. Like, yeah we often think like when you transition out of whether it's your job or maybe you're transitioning between businesses, like you do, you forget that at one point you were a beginner and you sucked and (laughs) and that was okay at that time. And why isn't it okay now for this season? Like just for a minute to just not be good at something. Um, but you're an entrepreneur, you're an achiever and you don't like to look that way, even to yourself. And yeah. it's okay to give yourself that, that grace and that space to, to suck really yeah. <laughs> and to feel yeah. for a season. It's okay. Um, no, you just touch on so many things. Um, I, I love what you said about taking the time to, to grieve the loss of the familiar, um, yeah. that just sent me back to again, like when, um, I was transitioning between network marketing and before starting my photography business. I, I, there was a season where I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I would just, I didn't know. I literally was grieving. Like my husband would come home. He was in grad school at the time. He would come home from class. And I was like, like grief mode. It was wild. And I was like, I've experienced actual quote unquote, actual grief before. And I was like, no, this isn't grief. That's not what this is. And then looking back, I'm like, that's exactly what that season was, Uh was grieving the loss of the familiar, that, that business, that, 
like version of yourself and being okay with that and letting it prepare you for whatever this next season is. So I I just, I love (laughs) that you said that. And um, yeah, I just like that could be shouted from the rooftops a little more is that that well, grief that season it's it's ugly but it's good it, it, <laughs> it but it's also like I, I don't know if you guys can connect with this but it's like I am so proud of myself when I think back to those seasons where I'm like mm-hmm. ugly crying on my bathroom floor with my snot and mascara <laughs> getting together in my mouth and I'm like I suck at this is this ever gonna work out blah, blah. like it's it's the character and grit is built Mm. and the resilience that you're going to need to sustain your business is built when it's not rainbows, butterflies, and happy little unicorns. It's built when you're grieving or you feel like you suck, or you just did a launch and you're like, I thought that was going to be amazing. And nobody else did like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you keep getting back up. And I think like one of the most important skills um, that we can have as entrepreneurs is this grit and resilience where it's like, you're going to fall down. That's a guarantee, right? Like, but that's how you're also going to learn. But it's almost like if you can fall down enough times that getting back up just feels so much more normal than staying down does, then you're set up for success because then you just believe in your ability to figure it out. It doesn't matter what comes your way because you're like, yeah, maybe I don't know how yet, but I do remember a season in my life or a a stage in my business where I didn't know how to do that but I figured it out. Look at, look mm-hmm. at where I am now. Like, it's like, we, we sometimes forget to do that. Right. Like it's like toggling between where you were a year ago and being like, I remember, you know, or for you, like Anna Laura, it's like, I remember when I had this photography business, and I was trying to transition out. I was like, Oh, how do I do this? Like, and, and now you believe that when that season comes up again, which it will for you guys in your business, where you're like, I don't know how to do this. You're like, okay, but I didn't know then that proved to me that I'm capable of working through not knowing then so that now mm-hmm. I can prepare because this time I don't know yet, but I know the key word is yet. I'll figure yes. it out. Right. Yes. So I could yes. rant on that all day long, but oh, I love it. So <laughs> we're you know going back to the, the transition phase, like you're transitioning yeah. out of Google into full-time entrepreneurship. Maybe you didn't know entirely what that looked like. Maybe you did. Yeah. What were some important, like, you know, those tactical or logistical steps that you took, like financial, legal aspects of your business scheduling, like obviously the mindset, like we always say yeah. this, like ni- mindset is like 90%, but then yeah. like strategy is, you know, also very important too. So what were some of those steps that you took? Yeah, I actually, what was really helpful for me in, in both times that when I transitioned from Google to network marketing full-time, and then from network marketing to building my own business, it was really taking a second to narrow in on who it is that I'm actually serving. And we hear about niche and your target avatar and all of that stuff all the time. But I had to actually say like, where's your message hitting? Because you can have Mm -hmm. all the tactical things. You can have the funnels out the wazoo. You could have, you could know how to do ads and all the things. But like, if you don't know who it is that you're most excited to serve, it's not going to hit home with anyone, right? So it's like everyone that's listening into this that has a business, like I would love if you knew the answer to the question, like somebody right now slides into your DMs on Instagram and they've got a problem. What is the problem that you're most excited to solve? 
What is the stage of life that that person's in? Of course, you're going to hit home with a wide range of people, but like, where are they really at right now? Because then you're really starting to get intentional about speaking to their pain points, speaking to the emotions that they're feeling while they're navigating those pain points. And then you just to get to provide the solution, right? You get to say like, Mm -hmm. this is how I can support you. These are the tools, the products, the programs, things to support getting you out of this discomfort into where I want to take you and where, how I want to transform. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in the mechanics of the business things thinking like, Oh, I need to have a really great email service. And my website needs to be perfect. I'll tell you, I built a seven figure business without a a website. It was a Kajabi template that looked like crap. And I had an (laughs) offer page, right? So Mm -hmm. like you can do it. You don't let the mechanics. I think that's like one of my biggest things is like, don't let the mechanics of it hold you back, but you have to, and I don't like to say have to, but you have to know who you're serving because otherwise, if you try and go so broad, you're not hitting home with anyone. And then you might tell yourself a story that's not true, which is nobody wants this. This is a bad idea. Maybe I should just go back to something that's more comfortable. I should just quit this. I knew this was a stupid idea. Yada, 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 all these crap, like Mm -hmm. stories that we tell ourselves when in reality, it's just your, your net is so wide that nobody feels like you're talking to them. You Mm. want them to feel like you have cameras in their house and you're like creeping on them when they're in the shower. Like as weird as that sounds, like that's how you want them to feel connected to you. Right. And so every time that I was in a transition, it was like, okay, I've got more time. Let me just give myself a little bit of time for a second here to really, again, narrow in on why I'm actually doing this and who I'm most excited to serve with this, knowing that I'll hit people in a broad demographic, but especially like as a podcaster for anyone that is creating content on social media, which I'm sure a lot of listeners are, it's like, it makes it easier and it makes it more fulfilling because you're figuring out like, gosh, this is just the person that I'm really excited to serve with this content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I know her because maybe I am her a couple steps ahead, or I just feel like I, I want to support her in this journey. And, um, when you can really narrow in on that, it just makes it a lot easier. It makes everything else easier because then when you can't figure out how to do that, like email funnel, or this is a really complicated thing and the tech goes wrong and that that happens, you're like, Hey, but I'm still here for this person. My person that I think about every single time that I record a podcast, her name is Ashley. I know everything about her. I'm obsessed with her. And I literally don't, don't know her. I just made her up in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes it easy for me to write to her when I send out text messages to my list, it makes me easy to create content for her. And then ironically, I get a lot of people that come into my business that are having the same pain points that I'm speaking to. Cause what you post about and like what you project is also going to be what you attract. Right. Mm -hmm. So also making sure that even in certain stages, I was like, just because I could help a certain demographic, is that the demographic that I actually want to help? Right. Mm -hmm. And then from a tactical perspective, it's still even saying, if I could do anything in one year from now in my business, like a lot of us don't stop and slow down for a second to ask this question, (laughs) but like, if I could do anything in one year, what are the things that I'm actually doing? Right. And when I asked myself that recently, I was like, I'm podcasting. I'm speaking on stages into communities and I'm a CEO of a company that helps support women that are new in business. Everything else is, everything else gets outsourced. Everything else, get, like get it off my plate. Like I'm not doing any of the rest of the stuff because that's what I actually want to do. And is how I'm building my business now an important question to ask yourself? Is it getting me closer to that vision of where I want to be in a year? Or is it getting me further from it? Cause we're never actually staying still we're progressing or regressing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's been really supportive for me in every single transition. And every time I come out with a new product idea or something, I'm thinking, how can I co-create with my audience? 
which is another thing that I think sometimes we miss as entrepreneurs, right? We want to create like, how often do we do? I'm sure there's someone listening to this. It's like cruising down the freeway. And she's like, I do this crap all the time where you create this <laughs> idea in your head. Like we all, we all have seasons where we do this, where you create this like amazing idea. And then you're like, then I'm going to launch it out into the world. And then everybody's going to be so excited. But everything that I've created in my company has been a co-creation process. I say, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm thinking about doing something like this. How would you feel about that? I'm thinking about creating a program like this. Mm-hmm. What would that like? Would that be supportive for you? What would be the things that you would actually want? When I created a physical product, I'm like, do you like this color or this color? Do you want yeah. this or that? And it's like, it, it seems so simple, but it's so powerful because people feel like they're part of it. Absolutely. That market, like the unsexy term, I guess, is market research, but I really yeah. love the, the thought of co-creating. That is yeah. like so much more our speed and, <laughs> and uh, our, our lingo over here. So I'm definitely taking that one with us. <laughs> like, I, I love that co-creating versus market research. <laughs> but no, that's, you're so right though. Whenever you can allow people in on any part of the journey, whether it's the, what the heck am I even doing? Like, Hey, mm-hmm. come along with that. Um, like we talked about earlier that, that showing your humanness, not your perfectionism. And then also this idea of co-creating and, and letting your audience decide your future clients decide what your offer is, what your product is, the color, everything that you said, plus it makes it way more, I feel for you, it makes it way more fun, takes the pressure off. You don't have to figure out everything because, Hey, you have this awesome team of your people helping you, helping you along the way. So I love that. And then you get more excited about the process than what the process could produce. And then you're in a whole new ball game, right? Mm -hmm. Cause you're like, Oh, this is fun. Like now I could do this. I could do this. And like, I mean, sometimes it's hard because entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster, right? You have your best day and your worst day in the same day. It's like, what? But, <laughs> um, but it just, it just makes it more fulfilling. So you stay after it. So yeah. I love, I love that. Absolutely. Do you have any, um, you know, I, I'm sure you do like, yeah. so we'll say top like two resources mm. or books on, on mindset, like improving your mindset. Cause you have obviously like such a strong mindset. I'm sure like that, that's not just something that is built in a day it's over time and continuing to pour into yourself. So what are kind of your, your top recommendations there? I think honestly, anything that's Brene Brown is going to help your soul. And that is just going to make you feel like your, the humanness of business is so important. And I think Brene gets to like the root of that, like from a psychology perspective, that's really powerful. And then honestly, one of the books that was the most transformative in my life was the big leap by Gay Hendricks, which really just helps you recognize like, what are the limits that you've put on yourself? And what are the stories that you've adopted as truths and beliefs to yourself that you didn't even actually come up with, right? Like we don't take time to like take inventory of like, is that story actually true? Like for me, mm-hmm. when I, I remember the first time that I, the first year I made $250,000 in business and I was like, Oh my God, that was the limit that I had put on myself of what I was capable of doing at that point in time. I was like, Whoa, it was more than anyone in my family had made. I, it was, I had narratives in my head of if you make more money, I had a narrative that was 
that you aren't as good of a person or you shouldn't want to make more money. Mm. That, that belief is not mine. I don't mm. even know. I was like, where did I get that belief from? And is that belief actually conducive to the way that I want to show up in the world? I'm like, no, I want to be an example of what's possible for women. I want to show people that you can take money that you make and you can do massive good in the world, but you're going to need income to sustain your vision and your dream. Like it's important to make income. And I, it's like, when I, when you catch those blocks, it's identifying like, what is this block? That's the highest pain point right now. And that's something that I've been really intentional about doing from a mindset perspective, rather than just finding out like, what's the best book. It's saying the roadblock that I'm running into is whoa, finances. I didn't even know what this was. Like, I didn't even know that this was a real thing. So then I'm like trying to find like John Maxwell, like I'm trying to find like, what is money books, like money podcasts and like really hammer in on that issue because your business is never going to outgrow you. Right. Right. So we all know that fundamentally, but it's like, sometimes we're just going through the motions of doing the tactical things that I'm like, I would have never made more than 250, which is a great income. I'm not saying that it's not, but I would have never made more than that. If I didn't identify that's the lid that I, that someone else put on me that I didn't actually agree to, that's not serving me for how I want to show up in the world. So let me figure out what to do to pop the top off of that. And Mm. Gay Hendricks kind of introduced that principle to me of like, kind of like your upper limit. And then I started asking myself the questions of where am I upper limiting in my own potential? And the first one that came up as an entrepreneur was in finances and the stories that I had um, and where they actually came from. So that was really powerful to be more tactical about what to attack first, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love that idea of rather than just like, cause Alex, we've talked about this before. Like you become like such a, uh, what is it? What do we call them? Like self-love junkie. Like yeah. you're just like oh, yeah. <laughs> constantly like constantly listening reading, to things getting... or reading things, but like not actually like implementing. So I yeah. love that you have like this area really like that you've identified through this process of, of reading and stuff, but yeah, you, know, you identify the area of finances as being a huge roadblock for you. So where can I, where can I dig deeper there and yeah. then finding resources and stuff on, on and books and things to improve that and, and really yeah. grow in those areas too. So that's, I love that. And well, and tactically, it's also like, then you can call your shot on something too. Cause people know what you're working on. Like this, I can't remember what your original question was, but <laughs> my number two, my number two little tidbit on this is, is literally like, I just want to encourage every single person listening to this to call your actual shot. Let people know what you're working on. Like I let people around me know that I was working on money mindset right? Because it was important to me to get accountability, but even for people that have an idea or something that they want to do, how can you call your shot? Because you have no idea who you're connected with that could help support you in making that dream a reality that would love to help you. If they knew that was something that you wanted to do, they're like, Oh, I know someone who knows someone like, thank you for talking about that on Instagram. Like, Oh, I actually know someone that's in that space. I know someone that can help you create that product. Oh, my friend Mm -hmm. actually worked on this person's book publishing team who did this. She was an intern. Do you want a connection? Yeah, I want that connection. Give it to me, right? Like, but we are so afraid to be beginners or call our shot, right? So it's like, can I call my shot on the thing that I'm working on? And then can I loop in people on what I'm working on on a personal level just to get more Mm -hmm. accountability to to help raise the necessity to show up for it and then keep showing up for it, right? Yes. 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 (laughs) Snap, snap, snaps all around. (laughs) Like every everything you said, like if 
listeners, our listeners, you like, you know us and you've been with us for a while, like you've heard all of this before, but yeah. in like, it's in such a different way yeah. um, and, and applied in this period of transitioning, right? I think ev- everything you said is really just going to hit home for a lot of people who are in that transition right now or yeah. in, in a spot in their business when the mindset is limiting them from taking that next step, right? And it's making that little confidence cocktail to make sure that you're you're in alignment with what you're doing or else things are just going to be good, right? And we want them to be great for you. <laughs> yes, so true. So with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for, like I said, just sharing all of your knowledge and amazing advice and, and wisdom with us. Can you tell all of our listeners so they can stalk you immediately? Uh, where can we connect with you? Yes. My um, favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's just Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. Our company has a cool Instagram too. It's just she goes dot company. We post a lot of fun quotes and stuff over there. And then my podcast is called Empower Her Podcast. It's a Monday, Thursday podcast. And we bring on cool guests and fun little pep talk episodes. And if they, if you vibe with this style, it's going to be your style too. Um, so I love this. I'm so happy yes. that I'm connected with you girls. So fun. <laughs> yes. We're, we're yeah. so excited. Like uh, from she goes to she shines <laughs> and just like literally this entire conversation, it's just been our jam and just so good for the soul. And Keisha, yeah. we just can't thank you enough for all the yeah. advice you shared, all the resources, just everything mm-hmm. coming on and, and being so transparent and vulnerable and letting us know that your humanness also belongs in your business. And yeah. that is, that is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're so yes. here for it. Thank so you so thank much. Thank you. So before we wrap up, we're going to get into our last little thing that we yeah. do here, our rapid fire question round. So yeah. three questions. So to set the scene, you're in a coffee shop in Austin and there's so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this, this girl, she, she's been listening to your podcast for a while. She's been following you. She's like, Oh my gosh, that is Keisha. She's my jam. I have three questions for her and then I'll pay for a coffee. So her first one, first question is what is your favorite way to connect with new clients? Text actually, um, through the, I would say through the podcast, I have to answer it two parts. Cause like through the podcast <laughs> is so cool, but then I think there's like this intimacy with text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, like a pump up text list that I send out little, like for, I say they're like, if your fortune cookie, and your saucy bestie had a baby. That's like the text. <laughs> so I, I send those out and it's just a fun way. Cause it is so intimate that you can like hear what's going on in people's world. So I love text and podcasting. And then of course, like I'm, I'm going to hug people in real life, like real life <laughs> over everything. But if I have to pick like a platform, I'm going to go podcasting and text. <laughs> love it. Yes. Okay. Next question. How can I create community in my life or business? First, you have to call your shot on what you want, right? You have to actually say like, what is it? You've got to think about who are the people that I can add value to also, and how can I actually add value to them from a friendship perspective? Because friendship is, is, is both ways, right? Where it's like people that maybe you want to be connected with, but also like, how can you 
how can you support them? And being the type of friend that you would want to have is really important when you're cultivating community. But if you don't call your shot on what you're working on, or you don't like cast this vision, it's hard to have people enroll in that vision when you're trying to create community. It's hard to know even where to look if you don't give yourself the permission slip to say, this is what I want to do. Now, who do I want to do it with? Right. Cause so often we like, we're like, oh, I want community. I want people like-minded women. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what's your like, like-minded, what does that even mean? Like, what are you working on? Right. Because if you're, if you're brave enough to go out there and go for it, you're going to find that there's a lot of people that are going to just want to be around someone who's going for it. Cause mm-hmm. they too are looking for someone that's doing that. So when you're wanting to create community in your life, it's like calling your shot. You got to get yourself out there, right? Like that yeah. means you got to slide into the DMS of the girl that lives in your city and ask her to get coffee with you. You gotta, you gotta go to the meetup and be awkward. And I mean, especially for all of us that have moved around in all these different places, it's like, I, you gotta go to the spin class. Like I do. And I'm like, I'm Keisha. I'm new here. Maybe my friend. It's so awkward. I'm 32. Like, you know, like that, like we gotta do, you gotta do that. And the universe rewards you tenfold. If you call your shot and you're brave enough to put yourself out there, you have there's, I've met so many mm. connections from just being like, Oh, I help me. I'm new. <laughs> right? Yes. But we yes. tell ourselves the story that people are going to think that that's weird, but that's again, what makes you human mm-hmm. and people, people connect with human. So that's Absolutely. how I cultivate community. <laughs> oh, love, love, love. I feel like this whole podcast episode can be called hi, I'm new here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The last question she has, and then she'll, she'll get your coffee girl. Her last question is how do you get your fill of girl talk? Oh, I, I mean, I like, I have to schedule my priorities before my to do's. Mm-hmm. Otherwise at, that would get put on, like you get excited about your business, especially for those of you that are entrepreneurs, you know, you get excited about all the things and all the to do's. Um, so I'm super intentional about blocking off. Like, what do I need as a human to be a full, complete, happy human first, then everything else gets added on first, which means mm-hmm. like connecting with women in person connecting like friends that don't live near me. That means I have to block off time on my calendar and put it Mm -hmm. in at like an appointment to have that conversation, like, you know, FaceTime with my girlfriend. And a lot of Mm -hmm. my friends are moms right now. So I'm like, when, when are they available? When are you available? When are the kids like stable? Mm -hmm. And, and can we try and make that happen? Right. But it's like, I have to be, especially during this season of life for uh, those of us that are entrepreneurs and you maybe have friends that also don't even live near you too. It's like, you have to be so proactive and intentional about putting it on your to-do list and scheduling those things. But I Mm -hmm. do it on a weekly basis. I'm like, okay, who are the people that I need to connect with? And I literally just block it off on my calendar. I'm like, when works for you? And then when can I be around people in person? Because I'm such an extrovert Mm -hmm. and a huggy, like when I eventually meet you guys, I'm going to be like Mm -hmm. hugging you and we're going to (laughs) be obsessed with each other. But, um, proactively is how is my answer. Oh, yes. Love. Keisha, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share such, such value. Like we talked about earlier, we just cannot wait for our listeners to connect with you. So mm-hmm. go on ahead, pop into the show notes, click follow, slide into her DMS, hop on her text list. Like you're going to want <laughs> this fortune things. cookie. What was it? Fortune cookie, saucy baby, Best- like, <laughs> combination, <laughs> like saucy, saucy bestie. What did I just say? What did I just say? Saucy baby. It is that it's a Stop. saucy baby. You're, I, we, I love it. Anna Laura is doing a lot of multitasking right now. She's very yes. human. 
baby brain literally it's happened okay oh lord help me all right well girlfriend go on ahead please slide into our dms and just yes. lol with us we would awesome love baby. to hear from you <laughs> get that saucy baby and in the meantime keep shining love it oh my god saucy baby yes like i think she said you have to you have to saucy baby you guys have to leave that in. Don't edit yeah. that part out. That's so I'm Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.